Well, good day, everyone. Welcome back to the shop, the social hub, the passage here, this here, in Emery Gate in Chippenham. What a wonderful thing's happening. A lot of organic growth. Not like mildew and stuff, I mean. <laughs> well, there's probably a bit of that as well, to be fair. But we have a very wonderful person, an artist, actually much more than an artist, but I'm going to let him explain that to you. This is the wonderful... Terry Buchanan, everyone. Terry, how are you doing? Oh, fine, thank you. You know, I'm plodding along, as they say. You know, but, uh, when you've got a few decades behind you, you know, yeah. And anything? Uh, what have you experienced, like the pandemic? Anything? Give, give us a sort of broad history of some of the stuff you've endured. Um, well, because of my age, I had kind of the um, inoculations early. You know, yeah, yeah. But I've been, we've been kind of ultra protective of ourselves and other people where we can. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. Um, so. I think it's you've got to do that. You've got to consider other people yeah. as well as yourself. You know, yeah. so. But in history, your history, and I, um, I know Terry because he's an artist who has got a broad, a broad uh, range of art. It's not just this wonderful painting here and others that we're exhibiting at the Sharp, the Social Hub of Positivity. <laughs> it's, it's photography. But can you tell t- tell everyone some of your history because I find it intriguing. Well, I, I was a war child. Um, we were living in, in London at the beginning of the war and I was just a baby. The house was bombed uh, and all we had was the things my, myself and my mother were wearing at the time. Um, we self-evacuated to a place called Canvey Island and that's where I spent the war. Um, and it was, it was strange really for a young boy growing up, kind of say age of five, um, when the alarm went for the air raid, I would come out and I would look up to the sky as we went to the, across the field to the shelter and the sky was black with bombers, black with bombers. And then another time, um, I stood in the garden and I saw the bombers going over for the invasion, glowing the glider, towing the gliders. So they, they were going over. That wow. was kind of D-Day. what we were doing. That was D-Day. Yeah. So to witness those things as a young child, those things stick in your mind. And the other thing I saw was crashing airplanes with dog fights. And, and it, it, these things wow. are a part of you, and they're in your mind, and they're memories. They may not be good memories, but they're still there as memories. You know. And then from there we moved back up to London to be near to um, family. My dad worked in the um, London docks as a ship repairer. Now, um, a lot of American ships came over, they were convoy ships, and they could say to my dad, hey, you boy, you've got a young kid, ain't you, you know, and they would give me these American clothes. So I was wearing American clothes, the blue and white boots before they came over, the jackets and things yeah. like this, yeah. and, and I was like, a, like an American, American boy in London, you know. So that, that, was, that was the way it went, and then, because after that, we, um, we moved around a bit more, you know, and, um, and when I was at school, uh, I was keen on acting and drama, and I was I won prize for that. And our uh, English master said, um, "I want you to go and to to Rada to do acting, wow. uh, like a former pupil of mine." And the former pupil was Brian Forbes. Wow. But I didn't do that. Um, I was also offered university, but I didn't do that either because I'd been offered the job to be an architect. And then. Um, I wanted to be like my granddad who'd been in the First World War and my uncle had been in the Second. I wanted to do my national service. And I was called up and I was given the choice of careers for that period of two years, either bomb disposal or photography. So I chose photography. 
because I thought my mum won't want me messing about with bombs. <laughs> Strange. So I went in, I went out to Cyprus, and it was absolutely fascinating for someone coming from the east end of London to see the way people were there. You, you couldn't imagine it. I saw my first mountain. Uh, but to Kudos, see, was it? Yeah, but to see ladies yeah. digging in the road, yes, and to see, yeah. see the poverty that was there, you know. Yeah. I thought we were poor, but those people were extremely poor, you know. And, and, and so it went on. Then when I came out, I, I mixed with all the top photojournalists in the world, um, you know, like Larry Burroughs and people like this. Um, and then when I came out of the army, I got photographic qualifications, and from there I went in um, to ph photography as a professional, and I was... Um, eventually got a, a job with Her Majesty's Royal Commission on the Historical Monuments of England and I eventually became a chief photographer. But I still maintained my own photography, which was street photography, to illustrate articles. And so I would go to the markets, I would go to places where people were... Very, uh, my photography wasn't about landscapes or sunsets or anything like that. It was about people and that's what I did. And you know, that's, That was the... Kind of took me on to the end of my career of being a, a chief photographer. What would be one of your big memories, or, or, or you know, in certain fields that there would be accomplishments that people would say, "Oh, I won an Oscar, or I did this, or I worked with this actor, or, or I helped design this building." Or what, as a photographer, what would you say that your uh, was satisfying? Yeah, I've never. I've had. I've had two books published. You know, yeah, one I've photographing historic buildings and your poetry. I've yeah, and, 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 yeah. and another one. I was up in North Yorkshire, and I found this this map um, on the marshes, blowing about. And I took it back to the office, and someone said, "We know who that belongs. That belongs to uh, a chap who lives up on the moors." You know, so his name is Raymond Hay. So I went up, and I was, as I went up to the door of his kind of little, it was a little shack really. There was this corrugated iron building by the side with a north light in, and I thought, "Oh, that looks like an artist's place." So I knocked on the door, and this this gentleman, about eighty something, came, and I said, um, "I found this," and they said, it's, "It was yours. It's this plan with all these archaeological markings on." He said, that's one. I said, that looks interesting. Uh, is that an artist studio? He said, it, it was my father's, William Hayes. Would you like to look inside? I went inside. His father was a, an early photographer, and he had touched nothing. Raymond had touched nothing since his father had died. Wow. So he's everything there, photographically, everything was there. And it was amazing, you know. And um, I said, he said, would you like to see some of his photography, his negatives? I said, oh, yes, please. He climbed up the ladder went to the loft and brought down all these glass plate negatives covered in dust and flies and, and all sorts. He brought them down, I went through them and I thought, well there's more than an article here, there's, there's a book. And he said, would you like to see his diaries? He showed me his diaries and a book came out of that. You know? wow. But the thing was, the beauty of it was there was a local museum and they having seen it, the, the, the studio was going to be destroyed but they moved it to the museum and it's still wow. there to this day at Hutterley Hall in Yorkshire wow that's so that, that's you know that's something I yeah. really felt yeah, really yeah. and that came all about because you found a map it all uh, I found that's a map incredible. on the moors and everything come, came like that you know? imagine yeah. imagine so a bit of intrigue a bit of Bit of research, and I presumably wanted to give the, the map back to someone. That's so. Oh, yeah, I, I've always done that. I mean, now kindness. I go, I, when I go to car boot sales, if I see any negatives or photographs, I buy them, in the hope that I will find who they might belong to. And I've got boxes of these things at yeah. home, you know. Wow. And I try everything. I write to magazines and I, I look up the name mm. to try and put these photographs, which are important 
historical documents of a family to give those back to a member yeah. of the family. Yeah. But it's such an impossible thing. I mean, I got onto the people at Kew and said, this would be a brilliant exhibition if you exhibited these photographs of, of lost families, you yeah. know. That you could what see do you do here? Would someone know someone there and say, yeah, that's yeah, it. But why, we, why, why, why don't we do a special exhibition of those things in the shop? Yeah, yeah. You and could, just say you, the lost families, and just yeah, I think yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Sometimes we 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 look at um, historical happenings if they're captured, and you see the drama or whatever unfold. It could be a yeah. cup final, yeah. doesn't matter. It's one of them. Was going right historical, but actually there's a, there's Martin Parks, one of those beautiful photographers that does the, not the mundane but the everyday. Yeah, and I think without the celebrity, we've been cursed in a lot of ways by the by the the alchemy that, that apparently is. Yeah you know, making someone a celebrity so, so much so that they can have no emotional connection with life, let alone their families and friends. But the idea that each person is significant. Now, when I say significant, I don't mean, look, they're the king or they're the queen or they're, she's this or that. It's not that. It's they're significant because, like you said, they're connected to other people and it's an emotional connection and therefore it has an emotional value. Yeah. So therefore, actually, let's celebrate the anonymity yeah. of these families. What do you Photography think? Is, is something that kind of emanates emotion. You know? yeah. When I look at old photographs taken in the 1920s or even yeah. before, I look at a young child and I think, what did that child grow up, grow to, up be? to be? Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. feel it in here yeah, sort of thing. You know? yeah. uh, I do that when I stand in front of paintings as well, like Van Gogh. If I'm standing in front of his particularly, I'm slightly going mental. Yeah. Well, I've said it because Arles was a big photographic centre and I used to get invited there each year, I yeah. get, used to get invited to the Paris photo thing, but I used to get invited to Arles, yeah. where the exhibition is wrong there, and of course Van Gogh is, is the place where he lived was there, yeah. and, and um, yeah. you know, and it, did loads of his uh, landscapes, didn't he, yeah. the cypress trees, all the, yeah. uh, I think, I don't know, was it Starry Night down there? Yeah, and, there? and, and you, the, yeah. The, the, the wonderful thing about it is, you can see his paintings, and you can actually stand in the spot where yeah, you did the painting oh, from. I love. I've always wanted to you know, do that. You, you think, you, I love. I love that. Yeah, you think. I know that that painting. You know, and that's it. You know, I'll yeah. stand here. That's where he stood. That, you know? I love, it resonates now. I'm, I haven't even done it, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, I'm, oh, I yeah. would love to do that. Yeah. I love it when I'm in front of his paintings. Yeah. As it as it happens, we're we're actually in front of one of your paintings. Now I know that yeah. the the ladies here were actually intrigued, and and they. Harriet, you quite like it, don't you? Yeah. What about what do you like about it? Um, it, it reminds me of old consoles. Wow. Yeah, I get it. So that's interesting. Yeah. Where, what was the inspiration for that then? Because I get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm eclectic, right? So I, I will paint kind of normal visual photographic type things. Yeah. I paint those, and I will paint abstracts. You know, and and it's just it shapes. I when I first left school. I was going to be an architect, yeah, exactly. and I worked on the drawing board, and so lines fascinate me, and that's what comes yeah. to this. I do the lines, and then I infill them with colour. Yeah. So it's, in a way, it's architectural to me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, I get it. Now, we've got a collection of your photographs, as in the stuff that you've brought in here, so we're going to put that in. As soon as we we we'll do a close-up of that. We'll do some stuff with your poetry. You've got those beautiful bits that you've given us. Uh, do, we're we're going to do a, a specific um, exhibition of yours. So we're just sort of teasing people with this interview, that painting, which won't be here. So if you haven't seen this painting, you might see it back at the exhibition. But this 
gentleman here has had an intrigue. I've had the, the luxury. That's the great thing about the shop. I get all sorts of brilliant people coming in, talking, sometimes about problems, about mental health. Of course, that, that goes with, the, with the, the territory. Dorothy Perkins? Yes. She's a... I was going to say she's the thermometer. She's not. She's a therapist. What? Dorothy Perkins? Not that Dorothy Perkins. Dorothy Perkins, the therapist. Oh, please. Rebecca. But, but I might replace this with another one that I've just done during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's the dream catcher. Oh, wow. Now, when I was at school, I was fascinated by the North American Indians. Exactly. Do that? that when I designed that. We took a group yeah. of well, kids in care and other young people from Chippenham to the North American yeah. reservations. Yeah. Uh, and the other, the other people were, were the, the African tribes. The Watusi really fascinated yeah. me. I mean, the way they, they dressed. And, and, you know, there are people here. I mean, people, um, they need to be themselves. They need to show their yeah. personality. If, if you want to dress in a certain way, do it. You know, it's, it's important to do that, you know. Yeah, I agree. Do, be agree. yourself. Actually, these two are quite cool, don't they? Look. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, I'm obviously not, but what can I tell you? I tell you nothing. I don't have to tell you anything. Well, I, I dress the way an old boy. You, should, no, you, you actually dress. You always. I think I know because I know you're a poet, you're a photographer, you're an artist. So I see you as that. But you look like that to me. So oh, every sure. time we, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. Terry. He's the big yeah. artist. There. Yeah. Which is which is fantastic. Um, if you had any advice to give, and these two young people here are at the, the wonderful Wiltshire College in Chippenham doing the, the media course. You've been through lots of things and you've travelled the world doing what you love doing. What would be your advice to, to young people now coming out in the media or coming in as yeah, artists? Well, first of all, I'll say that my, my, my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters was very interested in photographing animals. She's into animals very much, yeah. you know, and she took all these beautiful photographs. They were on display in Chippenham, and then the stand that I'd constructed on which to display them was taken over by the college. So somewhere in the college is that stand which you can take, you can put your photographs on, you know. Wow. But, but I would say that every day, m millions of people photograph the sunrise and the sunset. You know, that's, that's pictorial. You want to look at other things. You want to look at people or, or, or things that, that move, things that are living, you know. Because, I mean, it, it, as I say, you can see a million sunsets and you think they all look the same. It does the same thing every day. So that pictorial thing, I'm, as I say, I'm into people, not pictorial. So, you know, I, I would say, come, find out what really interests you and then start photographing that, you know. Uh, I, I set up a project to photograph contemporary artist studios. Now, when you look at the artist studios from the early period, the Victorian period, the, the, the artist is posing in front of their work like this, you know, and all the painters set up, it's all set up, it's all elaborate, you know. And my idea, and I, I wrote a prospectus to do this, was to photograph the studio as a working environment. Mm -hmm. And so I went to artists like Bridget Riley, kind of Howard Hodgkin, and people like that, and well. said, would you be willing? And they said, yes. And I said, well, I want, what I want you to do is at the end of your day's work, just walk away. I will touch nothing. And I went in, the cup of... Uh, empty cup, there's empty tins, everything was as they left it, and I photographed that Beautiful. as their working environment. Yeah, that's special, man. So it wasn't, it wasn't Snapshot set up, of their day. it, it yeah. wasn't posed, it was, it was what they did. Yeah, you know. intriguing. The, the, the other thing is you've got to be proactive in a way, you've got to, uh, I mean, I, was, I wanted to have an exhibition of all the architecture work that my, my people did in the unit that I was responsible for. I, I went to, um, I thought, now where can I do it? And I went to various places. One was um, 
um, it, one was kind of an artist studio, you know, a Victorian artist studio, and then I went in and said, could I have a, uh, an exhibition of, of work, you know, and they said, yes, you can do that, you know. So you've got to, you've got to go and, and think, what could I do there? Yeah. Where could I exhibit? You know, to communicate um, and actually be brave enough to yeah, ask yeah, the yeah, question. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you, must, you mustn't to. hold back. You know? yeah. And, yeah. And, and the other thing I did in Chippenham was when the pre former arts officer was there, Naina Patel, um, we had a kind of a, a meeting and I said that we, we need, what we need to do is to get some photographers to actually photograph the retail business in Chippenham. And so we put it in the local newspaper, people came forward, we, we spoke to them, um, and then they. Uh, I mentored them, and because they were, they were young and a bit shy about things, I went in, into a shop and said, can these people come and photograph um, what you do? And they did that. We processed the material. They had a big exhibition. They had a certificate, which was the first item on their CV, obviously. They had a big right. exhibition in what was then the art gallery, um, and that was good. And I know that one of those people then went to work for a, a top professional photographer and travelled the world and made lots of money. So, you know, you've got to be well, proactive. You've yeah, got to yeah, be yeah. proactive. Well, actually, to be fair, um, these two wonderful people are, as I said, are at the media course in Chippenham. So that they're out working, and we, as you know, do yeah. loads of stuff. So they're in the right... In you Chippenham. do the right spot, yeah. Absolutely. There's loads of different diverse work. We're also going to be doing some ongoing consultation about uh, funding and about uh, provision for young people all throughout Chippenham, particularly through the pandemic, about how things were funded previously, how they need to change, how things are funded moving forward. Anyway, this is a wonderful person. Come down to the shop and see his work. We're going to have a little uh, uh, exhibition quite soon, so look out for it. Ladies and gentlemen, Terry Buchanan, thank you so much. Thank you, sir, and thank you, ladies. Thank you.